You are listening to The Dr. Kinney Show, and I'm your host, Erin Kinney, a naturopathic doctor and speaker who's passionate about teaching you how to understand what is happening in your body, why your body is reacting the way it is, and how to make the appropriate changes in your life to get your body back into balance. Something I've learned from my private practice is that the more patients know about their health, the more likely they are to make better diet and lifestyle choices, which ultimately leads them to a faster recovery. Each week, you are going to learn actionable tips, tricks, and teachings from myself, along with the help of top experts in the holistic health community, so that you can make better informed decisions about your body and your healthcare. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Dr. King Show. Today, I have a good friend of mine, Emily Vandemia, who is an extraordinary yoga instructor local to where I am in Annapolis. And I'm excited for her to be on the show today. We're going to have an interesting chat about exercise, yoga, and all kinds of things. So thank you today for joining me. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So some of my listeners may already know you because they may follow you if they're local. But for those who do not know you, you want to tell us how you got started into your journey with yoga and fitness and everything? Yeah, for sure. Well, I I joke about it, but I'm very much like a Maryland girl. (laughs) I lived here my whole life, mainly in Anne Arundel County. And I started practicing yoga and it was about the end of 2004, 2005, really got into it, went to teach teacher training 2006, opened the first studio 2007, and then kept opening uh, studios. And I started off with Bikram yoga, so like traditional hot yoga. And I did that for that alone, almost for a decade. And then I started to branch off and do different things. So what I do now, I still teach and practice traditional yoga, but I do a lot of sculpt classes, a lot of bands and weights with yoga. So it's gone from sort of a traditional yoga practice, and I, which I very much love, but more of like a fusion practice. And the studio that I own is True Moon, and it's right on the edge of Arnold and Annapolis. And we teach a lot of those classes. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So how has yoga and fitness, how has that impacted you personally on like a personal level? What does it do for you or what brings you back to your mat every day? Yeah, I know it sounds so cheesy and a lot of yoga instructors will say this, but it did. It changed my life. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I know it's such a like generic cheesy thing to say, but it did. Um, Before I got into yoga, I mean, I've always been into fitness. Yeah. Um, And I'd go to the gym and it was fun and it was fine, but I felt like my mind just wasn't connected. It just, it didn't feel like enough. I felt like I was going through the motions and my results weren't bad, but it was not what I needed. And that's where yoga is just such a huge part. I mean, when you go and you practice and you have to balance, whether it's you're balancing on one leg or you're balancing on your hands and you're doing a handstand or whatever you're doing, you can't think about anything else. So whatever you have going on with your life, if it's up, it's down, any stress, any anxiety, whatever it is, when you practice, your brain shuts off and you don't have a choice. So for me, it's become very therapeutic and it's like therapy. Yeah. Well, it takes you out of your brain and brings you very much into your body. Yeah. A lot of us have so much anxiety and 
other stress and overwhelm because we have a hard time getting out of our brains because sometimes it's hard to make our brains shut off. And if you've ever taken one of Emily's classes, you'll know it's pretty hard to be thinking about anything <laughs> except for what you're doing in one of your classes. <laughs> the same way when I'm teaching, I'm like, let's just what am I doing? Let us live through this. <laughs> But it's such a great tool. So for you, and I think a lot of listeners, if you've practiced yoga, if you're thinking about adding yoga into your routine, that's one of the reasons I like to recommend it a lot is because I treat so many patients with anxiety and stress and overwhelm, and they have a hard time shutting their brain off. And, you know, when you go for a run, sometimes that does it. Or when you go to the gym, like you said, some for some people that does it, but sometimes yoga can be the thing that really helps you shut off your brain. Yeah. And I feel like when people practice yoga, and I'm not saying you have to practice it every day, but if you're consistent with it on some sort of level, you're coming to the studio two, three times a week, maybe you're getting four. It sets up that mindset so that when you do other things, when you run or you lift weights or whatever, you do start to program yourself the way that your mind works in class, if you can transfer that over to when you're lifting and doing other stuff, then you, then it, it just, yoga helps everything else. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've been reading this book right now called How to Do the Work. And my listeners, if you want to check this book out, it's really great. It's by a holistic psychologist. And she talks about all kinds of different ways of healing the body and healing the mind. And in our little snippet about yoga, she uses the term resilience and she talks about how those all these studies how yoga builds physical and mental and emotional resilience in the body and they've done all these studies that shows that regular yoga practitioners will respond to life stressful moments a lot better than people who don't practice yoga regularly and they i think in the one study they were seeing how people's how long someone could hold their hand in really really cold water and people who were regular yogis could hold their hand in freezing cold water for way longer than people before i mean that's kind of a silly way to show resilience but that got me thinking it's really true i feel like in my life yoga has helped me become better equipped to deal with the rest of life stressors would you agree that that's kind of what it helps you yeah. to do yeah for sure and i mean you know my story I had a really bad car accident. Yeah, please share the story because I think it's such a cool story. Three and a half years ago, I'll do the real summary version of it. It was three and a half years ago. We had these weird wind storms. It wasn't bad weather. It was bright and sunny out. I had my kids with me. I had taught a class. They were coming home with me. I didn't really think anything of it, but the winds, I think they were like 70, 80 miles an hour. So technically, I don't know what that classifies as um, tornado or hurricane winds but without the rain and all everything else so it I just didn't think anything of it and I was driving and a tree fell on my car I saw it for a second it fell on the car it knocked me out and then I ran off the road and I hit another tree <laughs> so it's just a super freak accident but it fractured my spine in two spots t1 t2 i'm very lucky because if you know anatomy if it was c7 i very possibly could have been paralyzed so one vertebrae down i'm super lucky and then just annihilated my left hand and i'm left-handed um and so my hand i have eight pieces of metal in my hand and I had a skin graft. They took skin from my upper arm to save my one finger because my surgeon thought he'd have to amputate it. And he didn't. And you know, you know what he said? He's like, I, your hand made it. He's like, when I opened you up for surgery, he's like, you have the blood flow of a, a Ravens player that I've worked on. He's like, you have the same blood flow 
as an athlete, he's like, you're so lucky because he was able to save that finger. The skin graft took like everything healed really well. And I'm, I mean, I really have yoga to thank for that. The spine doctor said the same thing. He did say, you're lucky you're short because <laughs> if I was taller, I will. Oh, it would have hit C7. Yeah. Yeah. I probably would have been paralyzed. He's like, you're lucky you're short, compact, and you're very muscular. And because you're very muscular, you relaxed and kind of gave when on impact, but then your muscles are just so strong. They protected you too. Huh. And I have, I have yoga to thank for that. So I mean, it was a gnarly, gnarly accident, but I feel like my body was prepped for. Yeah. And then just the mindset, you know, I, it was a mental game after it. I had to, I couldn't, I was in a neck brace for, it was anywhere from eight to 10 weeks. I had two surgeries on my hand. The longest thing that took to heal was the whiplash. That was a beast. That was like over six months. My doctor explained it as all your muscles and your ligaments and your tendons, if you could think of a box of matches and you just emptied it on the floor and they go everywhere. He's like, it's going to take a year for all those little matches to line back up in your body. And he was right. It took about a year and then I felt, you know, normal. And then it was after that, it's kind of been my mission to just be as strong as possible. I, that was the challenge to myself, especially with the metal in my hand. It was like, okay, I want to be able to ha hold a handstand away from the wall, freestanding for a minute. That, that was like one of my goals to prove to myself that it didn't matter that I got all banged up. I could still do it. And that, I mean, that was kind of fun to challenge myself to do that. Yeah. And you can, if you follow her on Instagram, you can see she's the handstand queen. She can do all kinds of crazy handstands. But what a testament. I mean, just backing up a little bit. You said earlier on this chat that yoga changed your life, but it's almost as if yoga saved your life. I mean, if you hadn't been a yogi, who knows what would have happened in that? I mean, not that it, you would have died, but you know, it's, you healed probably so much faster because of your yoga practice. And it's one of the things that we know that yoga does is it increases blood flow all over the body. So Great. You know, so that's pretty, it's a pretty amazing. I'm sure that had something to do with how well you recover as well. For sure. I mean, going into it, I was pretty much, I felt like I was at my peak fitness wise. So I'm grateful that I was strong enough to endure that. And I'm also grateful my kids were fine. Yeah, That's important, of course. But it's, no, it's interesting. I think you come across those things and then you have the tools to deal with them and then you get past it and then it only makes you stronger. And you can push yourself in a healthy way. You can push yourself a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so let's say some of my listeners, I know some of them may struggle with the discipline of coming back to an exercise practice. Do you have any tips for people that are wanting to start an exercise practice or keep up, whether it's yoga or any sort of fitness thing, to keep them going or, or to help keep them motivated? So you've been yeah. doing this a long time. Like, yeah. A lot of people. Yeah. So, you know, I think people start off and they overwhelm themselves and they think that they have to work out every day. They think that they have to work out for a really long time. They think they, I mean, basically most people will start a program or come to the studio and they overwhelm themselves and they basically overtrain. And you don't need to, you don't need to do that much. And I know you give so much guidance on nutrition, but it's like, if your nutrition, whatever your goals are, 
are. Like you need the the mental headspace. You want to lose weight. You want to shape your body a certain way, whatever it is. Like the nutrition is such a huge part of it and exercises too. But I believe that exercise should be fun. It shouldn't feel like a burden. It shouldn't feel like a chore. And I think it's really important that people don't over overdo it. Over yeah. yeah, overdoing it, you'll just overdo it. You'll either get hurt, you'll get bored, or you just burnt your adrenals are like, no, yeah, I can't do this. I wholeheartedly agree. And yeah. so Emily, if you guys, this will be in the show notes, but she has a great um, online program. If you're not local and you want to try out some of her classes, she has great 10-minute classes. I love your 10-minute ab workouts. They're amazing. And love you. those are the most popular. They were so great. I, they saved me during quarantine because I I like to take a long, intense yoga class a couple of times a week. But the rest of the week, I like to do short 15, 10, fit it in the morning, fit it in the middle of the day. And that's kind of really all you do really need, especially if you if you are a busy, if you are a mom, if you work, if you've got other stuff going on, you don't really need to be in intense exercise mode. If you're doing like what you said, if you're taking care of yourself diet wise, if you're doing other calming lifestyle activities, you don't need to be doing cardio for an hour every day or more. And a lot of people do that and it kind of ends up backfiring on you. It does. Yeah. I find that people get better results and everybody's different. Everybody's body type is a little bit different, but people get good results if they do resistance training in some sort of way, whether it's body weight, bands, weights, and yoga. I think that combination is good. I think a lot of people go crazy with cardio and it doesn't give you what you want. No. I mean, like cardio just burns you out. Yeah. Technically you might be burning more calories, but I'm not a fan of like counting calories and micromanaging that too much. I think you have to use your intuition a little bit more. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, well, and I think sometimes if you're in your teens and 20s, the whole calorie in, calorie out in terms of, if we're just specifically talking about weight loss, yes, probably that works. But when you get older or when you're in your 30s, or especially if you're a female and you have had hormonal changes, like you've had a woman or a baby or you were going through, you know, perimenopause or any of that model doesn't really work very well if we're specifically looking at weight loss. And I think a lot of women and men want, you want your body to feel good, right? And you want your body to look good, sculpt, you want muscles, you want to feel like you can go do something. And and so that what you're, that combo that you're talking about, weights, bands, and yoga or resistance training of some kind, it is a great combo for sculpting the body, right? And you said you teach a lot of the sculpt classes. Yeah, it's the best. And like the cool thing about the sculpt classes, like the ones that we teach at True Moon, like, yes, there is hit and there is some jumping, but for the most part, like almost all our classes are low impact. So mm-hmm. you also need something sustainable. Like as you age, I, I turned 40 this year, I can still do hit and I can still jump. But it, in the last couple of years, especially since my accident, it feels better to do low impact. And I get the exact same results. I don't, I think people think that they have to kill themselves and just beat themselves up. And honestly, yes, sometimes I do that. And that's fun every once in a while. But you don't have to do that. Yeah, you do that for good results. If anything, if you back off and are more intentional with your movement and your isolation and your contraction and your nutrition, that's where you get it. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think Yep. Keeping proper alignment and making when you are doing exercise and making sure like your abs are toned, making sure whatever muscle group is working is actually really working. Yeah. Because if you're just kind of going through the motions and they're in the class and you're struggling, that's maybe not the best. Yeah. The best thing. Yeah. No, the focus. The fun, and that's where the yoga comes back to. It just cycles back around. Like that's where yoga gives you that focus that 
whatever you're doing, whether it's you're working out with a friend at the gym or you're taking a yoga class or whatever it is, that you you have that intention and that focus and your body will appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess so we circling back, we were talking about what tips to help you get motivated. So shortening time, length of time so that you're not overdoing it will make you more likely to go back the next day and the next day, right? Because if you overdo it one day, you're probably going to be tired the next day and you're like, oh, I don't feel like doing it. But if you only do small amounts, and as you said, that keeps you from getting bored too, which is also yeah, an important thing. Yeah, it's super important. I think too, if you can program yourself to work out in the morning, Mm-hmm. And maybe that means you go to bed an hour earlier and you wake up an hour earlier. So you make that happen either before you go to work, before you're getting your kids to school, before the kids wake up or whatever. And then the other thing, like I try to incorporate stuff with the kids all the time. Like I, if we go to the playground, I do pull-ups on the monkey bars. I chase them around the plate. Like if you can fit in 10 or 15 minutes focus work yourself and then you can incorporate everything else that's a lot of activity in one day yeah that's a great point it's a good yeah. point for all the listeners that are moms you can involve your kids it's fuck these activities playgrounds are an awesome place to do that yeah totally and it's good for them to see like yeah. I, it's good for them to see that you're active and that you're taking the time for yourself and you're taking care of yourself too yeah I know my kids always, if I am in a bad mood, they'll go, mom, have you done yoga lately? You should maybe go do some yoga. Because <laughs> they know I'm really nicer after I do yoga. And that's one of the other reasons that, I'm, as I'm sure you know, and I love yoga because it just provides such a great boost emotionally. Like you feel so much better after. And any sort of exercise can do that. But there's something special about a yoga practice. Even if it's for 15 minutes, you just, and I don't know if it's the attention or the breath, probably all of it. But you finish a yoga practice and you're like, okay. That thing that seems so stressful, it doesn't seem as stressful anymore. And I think maybe that too, like what you just said, and if you don't practice yoga and maybe you're listening and you want to, don't overwhelm yourself with signing up for a 75-minute class. Just yeah, whatever, like try one of my online classes or get on YouTube or whatever it is and do 10 minutes and then do 15 and then build up to 20 and then be like, okay, I'm going to go to the studio and take a class. And like, I guarantee you will feel so good. Yeah, it, It's worth it. And it's worth carving out the time to do it, but it is also okay to start slow. Yes. That, I think that's a great, that's a great tip. It's okay. And I think that's for anything that you're trying, any changes that you're trying to make in your life, whether that's with diet or with exercise, starting slow is the best way to do it. Because if you go too hard, you'll probably maybe do it for a week and then you'll be like, nah. This is often why people fail, you know, when New Year's resolutions fail, because they're like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make all these radical life changes. And they do them for 15 days. And then by mid-February, the gyms are all empty or whatever the resolution is. It's, you've given up on it because you, you kind of bit off more than you could chew. It's got to be sustainable and it has to be fun. Yes. If it feels like whatever workout program you've picked, whatever, not to not knock running or cycling, but I don't love them, right? Yeah. Well, if I got a membership and told myself for 30 days I was going to run or cycle, I know I'm not going to do it. Well, you know, it's not fun for you. It's not fun for me. So you have to figure out what you really like to do and then consistency. Like don't yeah. overwhelm yourself. Just some type of consistent schedule. And two, when you're busy, you need to put it in your calendar. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, I think I'm going to go to class today and I don't know what time I'm going to take class. Like, no, you need to put it in exact like for the week like do it on Sunday nights put in every class you're taking put it in as an appointment and it is non-negotiable you yep you're busy 
I'm busy that's, that time. Emergency or something, that's different. But like you are blocked that time. Don't take that time away from yourself. Yeah, that's also an excellent point. I'm frequently having chats with my staff and like, okay, let's look at the week. Nope, I can't do that then because I'm going to yoga class. Like it's on I it's on my class I'm on my schedule. They all know, okay, no, she's gonna be in yoga, she's gonna be doing this. And and that it's super important to do that with any of your self-care practices and to block that time so that you're not available. So that it's almost like you're setting a date with yourself. This is this is a date with me and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let myself down on that. I'm gonna show up for myself. Yeah, you have to. And I think a lot of women, a lot of women that I've talked with over the years, they have such mom guilt about they're leaving and their kids are in bed so they can go take even a 45 minute class or they're leaving and they don't have dinner with their kids or they're not able to put them to bed that night or whatever. And I know that that's hard and I feel and I get that mom guilt, but you have to take care of yourself. And if you get to class and you have consistency, you're you're a more focused parent. Yes. Yes. You're patient. Your time with them, it, it's just different. Yoga helps just for you to focus and and take that time and have fun with them too. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go back to what you talked because you really flesh this out. I love the idea of whatever you're choosing for your workout to be fun for you. And if you're listening and running is your jam and running is fun for you, awesome. Keep doing that. Or if cycling is fun for you, keep doing that. And just another note, that might change. Like when I was in my 20s, running was my thing. I loved running. Loved it so much. I did it all the time. I ran marathons. I was so into it. Now I keep trying to get back into it and I do it. I just like, I don't love this anymore. It doesn't bring bring me joy, but going to yoga currently brings me joy. So I do that. And you might have to try if you're kind of new to exercise and you're trying to figure out, you might have to try a few things before you find what you love. Yeah, there's a lot of different things out. You like to dance. There's, you know, there's cool dance yoga classes. There's booty yoga classes. There's a lot of options available in terms of exercise. Yeah. Everyone's different. I have friends that love running or love cycling. Not, I didn't mean to knock it whatsoever. Oh, yeah. No, I wasn't saying that you did. Just that the point you were making is that you have to do what you love yeah. and what is fun for you. you. You have to like it. And if you can find something and like your body craves it. Yeah. You're like, I got to go. I want to go. It just it, even when it's hard. It's a hard workout or hard yoga class or whatever. You have to enjoy it. If you can find something you enjoy, you it's not going to be that difficult to yeah to keep doing it and stay exactly. It'll make the discipline part of it easier. And so I think and I think that's I, where you were going is for that tips. If you're having a hard time keeping up with a routine, if it's something that you love, it's going to be so much easier to get out of bed or to you know leave earlier or to whatever schedule change that you need to make in your life to make that happen. It'll it won't be as much of a difficulty to do that or to make that change. Yeah, it's got to fill your cup. And if it fills your cup, then you go in, you walk out feeling better than you walked in and then you keep coming back. Yeah, you got to love it. Yeah. At least if you at least have to enjoy it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Or love it 90% of the time. You may in the class be like, God, why am I here? I'm killing me. But yeah. But as long as you feel better after the class. So that's the good. That's fine. That's normal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's normal so what else do you want to share with listeners about yoga exercise life I don't know I just I think that especially with last year and it's just been just a very weird time for everyone just make sure that like you're taking care of yourself I think self-care is completely I don't think that people realize that how important it is yeah. Oh, so take care of yourself. Have someone that you can reach out to like you. Have a naturopathic doctor. Get massages. Do acupuncture. 
go to yoga, go to different classes with friends, like switch it up, make it fun. Yeah, make it fun. And and that's a, that's the other nice thing about whether whatever type of action is doing, if, if you're someone who is social and this past year has been really hard, if you're an extrovert and you've been kind of cooped up on your own, if you're comfortable going and taking some sort of class like yoga, the community aspect of it is really added benefit as well, you know, which, yeah, huge. I mean, there's like a true moon. Almost everybody knows they know each other's names. Mm-hmm. And so, and they, they're funny though, if they don't see someone for a while, they're like, where have you been? <laughs> I don't have to give them a hard time. My students give each other a hard time. Yeah. Yeah. So that also keeps you coming back as well. You're like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's fun. It's like, it's fun. And they have formed friendships. And I mean, over the years, I've seen students date, get married. Yeah. Move away, have kids. Like, no, it's, I think it's a great thing to do with friends. It's a good, healthy outlet to meet people. Mm-hmm. No, the community is a huge part of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is an important, especially given the current climate and times. It's important to have a supportive community that you know you can go to, and and there's something about exercising with people that brings you closer than doing other things. It's like you're sweating next to somebody or three times a week. Like there's you have a special sort of bond. Yeah. No, it's like it's raw. It's very raw. Mm-hmm. You're there working hard. Everybody's supporting each other. And I, that's a huge part of the accountability too. Yeah. Yeah. Which is another reason to keep yeah. going back. Yeah. Feeling comfortable in a space, feeling welcomed, enjoying it, and then just running with it. Having been yeah. a... Yeah. Well, also, this was a great chat. Thank you so much for being here. If you guys, where is the best place for people to find you? If they're not local or local, I mean, if you're local, you probably already know Emily, but if, if yeah. they follow you on Instagram, where's the best place to follow you? Yeah. So Instagram is Emily Vendemia. And then True Moon is True Moon Yoga. If you go to www.truemoonyoga.com and you click on the classes, you'll see like the classes at True Moon, but then you'll see the online classes too. Awesome. And that's where they can sign up for your online class program, right? Which I highly recommend. Guys, I am a member and it is great. But it, it's not that expensive. It's a monthly fee, but it's so worth it. You get, I get so much out of that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's 39 a month. And you're not locked in. Like you could do a month and cancel or do whatever awesome. you want. And approaching, I think by the end of next week, I'll have about 380 classes. Yeah, there's so many different class options and there's short ones, there's longer ones. It's just a great, it's a great thing. Some of the ab ones I have my kids do with me because it's 10 minutes. And it's like, it's a fun activity we can all do together. And it's only 10 minutes and, yeah. and it's, they're good workouts. So yeah, so everyone go check that out. It'll be in the show notes. And thank you again for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. You're welcome. All right, everyone. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you enjoyed this conversation, be sure to connect with me over on Facebook at Dr. Kinney MD and Instagram at Dr. Kinney to find more helpful tips and information. As always, you can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at DrAaronKinney.com backslash podcast. See you next week.